Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us in this pilot episode of a podcast that doesn't have a name yet. I'm Mr. Man, and joining me today is Garner. Thanks for listening. I've been watching this show lately. Um, I've, I've linked it to you many times. It's, it's probably like the only tr- YouTube show I was really into before you showed me that you can like fucking sort recommended on the goddamn YouTube. But anyways, uh, um, I watch extra credits. Oh yeah. And um, and they have been doing a thing lately, which is functionally a let's play. I mean, it's pretty much a let's play. <gasps> of uh, I th- yeah, right. Like, cause I'm like Captain hates the let's play, and uh, but it's functionally a let's play, and it's of uh, Dark Souls. And what's really interesting about it is it's shown me that. I probably would have liked Dark Souls if the internet hadn't hyped it up and made like all these ridiculous videos of all the times that Dark Souls just like completely screws you. Because then like actually watching these guys play, I realized that Dark Souls is actually a pretty fair game and that the internet like, if there's just even one gotcha in the game, that's, you know, there's just going to be 10 million videos of that one gotcha. Dude, I've been watching the Game Grumps play through um, uh, Bloodborne, which is like a spiritual successor. Like, part of the people that made uh, Dark Souls made Bloodborne. And as much as I would hate playing the game, I love watching it. It's, like, so entertaining just to watch. And it is, again, it's one of those games that's, like, I think is, is kind of up your alley now that you mention it. Because it's, it's difficult in the sense that you need to be on your game all the time. Not in, like, I'm just going to fuck you with cheap bullshit, but, like, your skill matters. Yeah, like, I feel that way, like, even when I run my D&D game, like, you know, on the, you know, just to segue into, like, role-playing games and pen and paper, but, like, Reddit, you know, there's a lot of game masters who are, like, you should never put your players into a position where they feel like the game's too hard, and to me, that's just, like, I'm, like, just the opposite, I'm, like, you know, the players should feel like the game's hard, and they should, they should feel like they need to be on their game, right, and that, yeah. um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's, you know, it's, like, you know, last session, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, hey, John, you know, I normally don't like to do this, um, I'm just gonna ask you now, are you sure? You know, because, because to me, John was like, I'm gonna skip my turn, and I was like, is that what you really want to do? Right. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, such what you want to do? And one of the things that John has, uh, um, trouble with in the game is, like, what he needs to be doing it, like, like, f- f- it is to be making sure that he gets into the front line somehow. And so, like, instead of allowing Josh to get surrounded for the third fight in a row and then to get knocked down. Yeah, and for <laughs> reference, John is playing a fighter in D&D Next. Is it D&D Next or is it officially 5th edition? You know, they, they don't call it either anymore. The, the playtest was D&D Next. People colloquially call it D&D 5 now. But the books are now just called Dungeons and Dragons because they're not trying to split the player base. It's freaking. It's just freaking frustrating. I hate it when freaking companies do that. Yeah, it's just Dungeons and Dragons now. It's just Dungeons and Dragons. It's like there's a reason, it's like, when total... Nintendo has a developing console and they want to give it a nickname to keep it out of the press as information, they don't tell the press. <laughs> yeah. So they called it D&D Next when it was during a play test, the big public play test. So that's what's going on there. Okay. 
Anyways, so I've been watching this Let's Play. Yeah. And uh, but it's not really a full Let's Play. It's it it is like one, but what's going on is they have two guys there. One guy works on video game like animations, and he's playing it. And he's played like a little bit of Dark Souls before, but he hasn't oh. actually beaten it. That's cool. And the other guy is a full-on, I need to get on airplanes and travel the world to help fix your games and make games and go to conferences and do speeches and stuff, game developer. He's like a, you know, he's like a game developer superstar with long hair. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you what, you know you've made it in your field when you, you know, you can you can just have like a like a short goatee and long hair and not wear you know your white little suit with a tie and you just like fly around and do things you've made it then anyways so um so then they you know we have this like legit game designer game developer game guru guy sitting there commenting about the game as it's being played so you know maybe it's just oh let's plays are dumb except for when it's a snooty analysis oriented let's play <laughs> then it's good then it's okay well he's, he's being critical so it, it it validates the potential um infringement on copyrights yeah there you go there you go yeah it's he's, he's blow by blow criticism instead of just you know talking about butts and shit and and dicks and whatever you felt like that day yeah exactly it's, they're not like just talking man right like they're you know they're like analyzing it or something so so anyways I mean I could try to defend why I think it's a little more uh, interesting or, or better or, or maybe not like a crude uh, attack on the rights of developers but I'm not gonna bother. Point is, I actually kind of like it, and um, it is like needlessly long. You know, it's like a half an hour episode, and they like kill like a few <laughs> monsters. They, they spent like ha they spent like half of the most recent episode, like a solid 15 minutes, just like going over like various animations in the game. I still think that's pretty neat, though. I'm into it, actually. I'm into it. I think, I th when I look at something like that, I think to myself, yeah, you know, like a lot more things to do. You know, they just kind of do pass us by, and when when they're playing the game, you know, th th here's this game developer, and, and you know, like we we just joked about how he's shredding it, right? But he's actually praising most of the stuff they're doing in the game. What his big thing is is is, is he calls it intentionality, right? Like a lot of things that are being done in the oh game God, are that intentional, is an and then word. he, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, that's yeah. All right, guys, let me teach you a new buzzword. Intentionality. It's when you do things on purpose. <laughs> oh, what? I just heard a term. I heard a term that's like, um, oh, it's like, I think it's called like a, um, a facing word. Have you heard of this term before? Facing terms or words? You said f facing mode? What? No, like facing uh, words. Facing words. No, I haven't. No. It's a term or something like it that um, is used in corporate meetings to refer to the kind of language you use when talking with your audience in order to, um, in order to like, uh, um, kind of spin your product or or your industry or whatever it is you're talking about. Um, they're the kind of it's the it's a word that refers to that language, but in it's not a word you would want your um, audience to hear. You know what I mean? So it's like a pejorative. Like, 
oh, that guy, you know, he's just facing it up. Kind of, yeah. Um, huh. You know, like, if a company has, like, a term that they use for their um, consumers, like, if they have a, uh, a an office term for, you know, like, like when um, recently, like, the Penny Arcade mentions um, prosumers, uh, one company referred to them as prosumers for E3. Because E3 is an exclusive right. event, and they're like, well, this year we're going to invite prosumers to the event. And the, and the guys in Penny Arcade are like, prosumers, that's like a term you use in an office meeting. That's not a term you use to refer to the pre- at the press. That's not a word you want them to hear, because it sounds ridiculous. Yeah, it also makes it sound like they're not actually professionals, that you're still just treating them as consumers. Exactly. It's like, we know you do something for a living, and... And what's funny... Like, I'm sure it's really important. What, what's funny is the way the actual deal works out is that um, what they're doing is they're allowing, um, instead of just, like, journalists and, and professional media peoples to come in, they're um, allowing the actual developers who are presenting at E3 to invite hype people to come in and talk about their products. Specifically, a lot of people from YouTube... I mean, from a business aspect, it makes a bunch of sense, you know. If you've got a game uh, franchise that that has, like, you know, that um, a really popular YouTuber, like, loves to play and talk about, and um, as much as, like, you know, frickin' Kotaku or BuzzFeed or IGN are going to to write their opinions about the stuff you're showing at, um, at E3, it's that you... YouTuber that plays your games mostly on his channel, that's like almost all he does, who's going to like be really freaking excited about it. And probably has a more direct connection to your fan base. I feel on it. I feel on it. And, and it's it just... And I felt the effects of it, because like almost every single channel I went to on YouTube had some sort of E3 something like quite a few videos of the E3. I, I can't get around the internet without there being some fucking the E3 in my face. Just oh, like, yeah. hey, have you heard of the Shenmue? I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck Shenmue is, but it, it wasn't seems like very... everyone and their brother is like... Yeah, people are super excited about it, but I'll be honest, I watched the Game Grumps play some of it, and it's like an old PS2 game that I was like, this looks kind of boring and dumb. Yeah. Yeah, it was like... What if Grand Theft Auto were an RPG? Oh wait, that's suggesting that it's not already. <laughs> yeah. Think think about this, right? Like, you know, just you know, just moving on along down that track, right? Like RPG mechanics have made it into so many games. The only thing that we now really consider to be RPG is like needless collections of statistics, and then dialogue trees that's what that's what supposedly an rpg is now you know because otherwise all those other kinds of mechanics like moral decisions different in experience you know upgrade paths and you know going the direction you want to go and having random events and all those sorts of things that used to be just sort of like an rpg thing they're just in every game now. They're like down to just equipment and loot and crafting and all that stuff. That's just that's just you know just regular video games now. Yeah. 
So, so to me, like the term or like even the idea of RPGs was kind of, it kind of just like distilled down to like, I make story decisions and 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 for some people also means I needlessly manage cut statistics. Cutscenes, the video game. Yeah, cutscenes, the video game. Oh man. But yeah, I agree. These YouTube guys, like, they did a good job. Or, or, or rather, I should restate that. The guys at E3 who brought the prosumers did a better job. They did the bestest job. Absolutely. Well, I know Polaris, um, Polaris got invited, and they're, uh, like, a large, um, chunk of video gaming YouTube. Um, bigger now than even Machinima. And certainly much better too. Um, there's a couple of Cause, production cause companies that, um, yeah, exactly. There's a couple of production companies that kind of um, um, make partnership deals with YouTube people that actually got its um, start with a couple of business people and popular YouTubers, and so it's kind of built on their backs, and it's it's them supporting each other now as an industry. The big one is Maker Studios. Um, that hosts a lot of different people that are huge. And then um, Polaris is like a uh, uh, sub-business of Maker Studios, or is owned by Maker Studios, and they do a lot of video gaming content, like like Total Biscuit, um, well just, just about anybody I can think of a name. Probably even um, uh, Extra Credits. If it's a video game channel, it's like, like bi- oh, I said um, I said even like extra credits is probably a part of them. At least it wouldn't surprise me if they were. I will have to check. You said Polaris. Yep, it's or Maker Studio. Polaris, and they are owned by Maker Studios. Looks like they own themselves, actually. Oh, go figure. Yeah, Extra Credits LLC is a production company, and the distributor is Extra Credits LLC. I do know they had some trouble for a while there. They were bouncing around. They originally were on the Escapist, and then they had to go to Penny Arcade to hide out. And now, and now they're oh, on their uh, own. The Escapist and also doing kind of vicious. Well, something even weird had happened with them on the Escapist, because I actually did encounter them on the Escapist back when you know I thought that was a good place to go, and. Uh, I remember their artist had gotten injured, like she'd like somehow messed up her elbow or whatever. Huh. And so, so the, uh, so they go to the community, like, you know, how things happen now on the internet, and they're like, hey, by the way, she like, you know, kicked her own ass. If you want, you can put some money in a little jar here and, and, uh, help her out. I think that's awesome. So all this money comes in. Yeah, I like stuff like that. I think it's pretty straight up. Not because what's really interesting is, but uh, one of my YouTubers, one of my all-time favorite YouTubers, Olin Rogers, um, not necessarily for his content, just but for who he is and how he he does things. He's like a role model of a guy, you know, somebody like you want to look up to, and um, he's super humble and uh, you know never asks for any help. But like one day on Instagram, posted a photo of his smash car. Some, like, old lady T-boned him and totaled his car. Uh, Fortunately, he didn't come out with, you know, more than, like, a couple bumps and scrapes. 
but um, was just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Videos are going to be scarce for a while, guys, because I've got nothing in the bank for this. And then, like, two or three different charities just immediately started and got him, like, almost ten, twelve thousand dollars $12,000 for a new car in, like, two days. And had him in just tears. Yeah. I think stuff like that really works because... I've often had this theory, and, and I, I don't think we're too far off track here with this story, but I shouldn't say theory. I have a hypothesis, and I think it will pan out like if it were actually researched, you know, you know maybe, okay. hey, people of, the, people of the internet, give me a bunch of money and I'll go do the research. No. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that if, if the research were done, you know, we would find out pretty straightforward that people are actually good-natured, are willing to give the charity, but they don't want to just give like anonymously to just some faceless people they have n n they don't know and where they can't see or feel the impact of doing the good thing that they did. Oh yeah. Well, even like popular so charities in like the past. Oh shit. Um, even popular charities in the past, they would uh, like you know, you go send money to help a child in Africa. They're gonna send you pictures of that child, and like he's gonna thank you in a letter and that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I'll, I'll give an example. So a while back, I donated uh, like a hundred and fifty bucks or something to Planned Parenthood. Okay. And boy, did I regret that in the long run. Which I hate to say, cause like. I'm, you know, it, because I really think that if people are going to have children, they should at least have, like, a chance to do it the way that they intended to do it. Well, but once I gave them money, oh, man. Not also did I never really feel like I actually helped anybody do anything. All I felt like I had really done was giving them permission to send me endless letters asking me for more money. Oh, uh... That's what I really done. I'd given them 150 bucks to senselessly harass me for like the next 18 months. That's awful. Yeah, it was like every couple weeks I was getting a new letter once I sent the money. And it, and I never got like, "Hey man, you totally helped, you know, this gal get contraceptives this week." You know, yeah. you helped pay some money for, you know, th th there was this school that was going to shut down their sex ed program, but with so your like, help, we managed to keep Samantha, it. Samantha, the happy, promiscuous teen who doesn't have a baby because of you. Well, yeah, I'm, that may not have made me as happy, but it would made me a lot happier than, <laughs> than, than a, another constant plea for help or a plea for political action or XYZ thing. I mean, I know they're a political organization, but they should take a tip from, you, uh, from Reddit. I know you're oh not God. a big Reddit guy. I mean, that's a huge thing for me with, like, government money and spending. I'm like, let's see what you've done with this. Show me the fruits of your labors. Because, like, Planned Parenthood, they continue to ask for money. I'm like, so what have you done with it? I want to know that I'm investing in something. You know, if I invest in, like, a YouTuber or help somebody, I get to see the results. Yeah, that guy's going to give you a cool thank you video of his new haircut or whatever, right? You know, he's he's going to, he's going to, like, up his channel. I actually literally saw something like this happen. The War Owl, he was running, I mean, he's a popular Counter-Strike YouTuber. And he was doing a different job. 
at the time when he started, and then, like, he just went to the community eventually, he said, I feel like I'm right at the cusp of doing this full time, I'm willing to just put myself out there and see if it works, so I'm going to start putting out more content. You can actually, like, see the transformation in, like, his clothes, his look, even his weight. Oh, wow. <laughs> right? As it, as it started to work. Like, as it started to work, he clearly had a lot more money. But here's, here's what makes it really cool. So all these people who helped this guy, the you know, I, it's funny, I don't even know the guy's actual name. He's just the War Owl, right? You sure. Know, I'm sure he has a, a name. But the War Owl, right? Um, recently, he made, like, another big goal of his. He wanted to have so many subscribers, right? And he's like, wow, I just did this thing. And he does these things. He does these 24-hour marathon streams where, where you get to actually slowly watch him get tired. <laughs> okay. I've popped in for Anyways. a couple of those once. Actually, you'll appreciate this. And he, um, I think I've shown you some JonTron videos before. He did a 24-hour yes. charity he... stream recently. Like his most recent one, um, which actually was probably closer to the new year, he got challenged by Grant Kirkochep. And if you don't know this name, he was like a huge composer and developer um, for Rare back in their Nintendo 64 days and had like a huge hand in the Banjo-Kazooie franchise. And so he challenged JonTron, who's a fan of Banjo-Kazooie, to play and beat the game and record himself beating the final boss in one playthrough for charity. And John was like, all right, I'm going to do this. Yeah, and it went on and on. <laughs> and eventually towards the end, he's just like, I'm so tired. I don't want to do this anymore. Can I quit? <laughs> Can I just concede? We've we've met our charity goal. Can I just get said that I've I'm a failure and not beat the boss? <laughs> That's ridiculous. But you know, you actually just tied right into what I was gonna say about the war out. You know, about the charity. He did a charity stream. So when the war out comes on onto this next stretch goal, he says, "Hey guys, we're you know, I'm gonna put this little jar up here. You guys can donate money. But uh, guys, I'm solid. You guys have set me up." I have lots of subscribers, I make plenty of money, so any money you give me tonight, it's all going to this charity for to give people water. Right, and, okay, so, so that feels really cool, right? It's yeah. like a double whammy, right? You feel the effects of having made the guy, his dream of becoming a YouTuber, a thing. You actually see him change and how things work out, and then his golden personality comes through when he's so, you know, he's set up so well now that, you know, even though he could just continue to take and rake in the money, he's like, no, 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 I don't need that money. Let's, let's, let's give it, you know, give it to people who really do need it. And that feels really good. And it feels a lot different than, hey, Adam, would you like to join us for a rally and give me another $200 again? Oh, yeah. So, so I, so, so I guess just looping back to my point, my point is, is I feel like the reason why YouTubers and these internet personalities have such an easy time getting money and these pleads for help work is because it gives that direct feedback, you know, that cause and effect that, you know, humans crave. And the problem with these, you know, giant charity organizations like Planned Parenthood, right, is, you know, you just don't feel it. You just don't feel it working. 
Right. Even if it is, right? I, I'm, you know, I actually know Planned Parenthood does a lot of great stuff, right? I wouldn't have given them money if I thought they were just like a completely defunct or corrupt organization, mm -hmm. but um, but they have made it, and I, and, you know, even though I actually kind of like their mission, they have made it so I'll never give them any money. <laughs> right? <laughs> they have made me, they have made me deeply regret giving them money. <laughs> So, you know, so uh, there's that, I guess, right? You know, you know, for me, what the cause and effect of giving them money was, the, the, the you know, I gave them money, that was the cause, and the effect was they, uh, they get to harass me a lot. Right. And I, and I wish they would have sent me a YouTube, you know, they, you know, it, maybe if like three-fourths of their letters to me would be like, by the way, I Remember that 150 bucks? We spent 50 of it today, and that did this one thing for Sally and John. And I'd be like, that's cool. And then, like, a few months later, to send me another one, and like, here's a, you know, check out this link. Here's a video. We used another $50 of what you did, and we did this. I'd be like, that's freaking cool. And then maybe they do it again, right? So they've done it three times now. They've shown me all this stuff they've done with my meager amount of money. And then when the fourth letter comes in, they're like, we could use another 150 bucks. Then I'd probably be like, yeah, I'll give you another 150 bucks. Because you just showed me these three things you did with the first 150 bucks, and yeah. that makes me feel great. You know what would really make you happy, knowing you? If they sent you, like, a chart that said, look at from the time, like, the year before... Um, we had donations, the the rate of herpes, and now since your and countless other donations, look at the decline in herpes. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that would sell me, actually, for sure. Yeah, you're right. That would do it for me a lot more. I would love it if they just sent me, like, a, you know, a full, you know, uh, a progress report. like a metadata, yeah, progress report, metadata heuristics report. Yeah, that would be excellent. But, you know, at the same time, like, I could just go for some fills. I, I bring up um, Reddit because Reddit does this really weird thing. I guess people who use like like nonstop ad blockers, uh, that's the hippie thing to do. Because they're jerks. And uh, Reddit does this really weird thing where they have ads, and I, I don't use ad blockers very much, and, um, and they have like a little ad box that's on their main page. And what's really interesting is about like half the time it'll actually just be like a crudely drawn picture of this like moose with a crazy looking face <laughs> and it just yeah it's just it's this crazy looking moose he just he has this like this shit and grin on his and then all it says is thanks for not using ad block does the moose have a subreddit not to me fuck <laughs> damn it you know I, I don't know actually I just don't know yeah, I had heard that they uh, just recently um, like did a big old um, witch hunt on Reddit for all the hate subreddits and, and tried to get rid of them all because they want to do more advertising, like bigger brand deals. Okay, yeah, that's one spin, and you know I'm actually not gonna argue that spin. I think that makes sense, <laughs> right? You know, that, that to me is not too. Weird. Right? I'm not going to argue that's been too much. That's not, like, completely crazy. Right? Wow, they want to get more people to come. I, I am going to say that the spin that they're putting that, like, Reddit's this evil empire that, you know, is trying to suppress free speech. 
okay, like, some of these subreddits, I mean, like, the big one they shut down was a subreddit called Fat People Hate. Yeah. And it was just this vile, vitriolic community, a very large community. Hey. I mean, I think it's really and, says and something. And you're not going to be able to advertise Pepsi on, on Fat People Hate subreddit. Right, and so I agree, right? <laughs> a bit of it is about advertising, right? I agree, and some of it's about advertising, but, but let's just be honest, right? Like, first off, Reddit has a policy, and they've always had it, that you can't just, like, be harassing and mean, right? You know, free speech has limits. Even oh, in the absolutely. real world, you can't just harass people. Uh, didn't MatPat do a and... video about um, something about that? If it wasn't him, it was somebody else I watched was talking about comments and stuff and like what could be done about um comment sections being you know really nasty and it's like a lot of places when you're signing on you know free speech isn't isn't like as free as you think it is like a lot of sites have that little um list of rules that you click i agree to and you make your account and if you don't follow them rules yeah i feel like here's the thing right Here's the interesting thing about, like, a site like Reddit. If on one hand, like, let's just talk about free speech for a moment here. If on one hand, I go out into the street corner, and I want to protest my hateful message against all the fat people, which would be really ironic, because I'm considerably overweight, but yeah. whatever. But let's say I wanted to go let all the fat people know how much I hate them. On one hand, yeah, I feel like that's protected. Right? I'm out in public and I want to protest and do my thing. But then for the people to be like, well, that same principle applies to a place like Reddit. And I'm like, look, let's say, let's say it's McDonald's. I can't insist just because McDonald's is like this huge public place that I get to go inside McDonald's and harass all the fat people there because it's quote unquote free speech. Right. Right. Even though there's McDonald's everywhere, it's very public. It's a public institution at this point. I mean, it's owned, publicly traded company, right? That means the public has a hand in what McDonald's does. Would, no, <laughs> and, I have uh, a question, because I, I totally get your point, but would you say then that's true for, like, the people who are protesting um, military funerals at a funeral home? Because that's a freaking business for sure. Yeah, but, like, they're not, like, storming the funeral home, right? Like, most protesters have the sense no, to protest. No, but they the are district. out in the graveyards, like, out on the fields, holding their signs. They have to clear a path to let the people get through to go mourn their fallen soldiers, but they're, like, right freaking there. Right, like, you can't get into the place without having to deal with these guys. And I think, actually, graveyards are really tricky business I mean the US made an interesting decision to be like yeah graveyards are private because you would think that they would be a public place right like people need to go see the dead yeah. right but because they're private actually you know some graveyards you could think of them as like McDonald's right that's not like I mean that's their graveyard mm -hmm. they just they say the rules and um and I mean that's that seems distorted, and I actually think graveyards enter into this like this bizarre gray area because 
if I, I mean, just hypothetically speaking, but let's say I want to go protest, and I also have someone who's dead in that grave. Right. I have the right to be in that graveyard, right? Like, I have a right to be there, and I, and therefore, you know, it's a public place where I'm allowed to be, and where I can go protest, right? Exactly. And I think that just gets into this whole bizarre thing. I mean, I'll be honest, if, you know, if I were to totally start over, I'd say the graveyard business should be like the PUD, right? You know, it's ran like a corporation, but it's kind of like a public institution, right? You know, it's not really a place where you would have to deal with this with this bizarre line between whether or not like the owners can kick you out of a graveyard where your family is interred that's that's my right. take on it now i know that's like, not what's going to happen haters, so what i would say you know, for... if they want to protest fat people near a mcdonald's you have to do it near one like go out on the street where the public street is and stake your claim of sidewalk and and pick it away right well they also have to agree not to be like I mean, generally, I shouldn't say agree, but there's kind of like a uh, a general rule that yeah, protesting is fine, public speech is fine, but being a disruptive twat is not right. Like, like you know, blockading the streets and preventing traffic from getting through, that's not yeah. really cool. Yeah, you have to like understand what protest. peaceful protest actually means instead of just you know shout it belligerently that I'm not touching you, so I'm being peaceful. That's not how that works. Right, so, I mean, there's limits. I mean, I still think that, you know, people today, sh you know, should still, like, you know, march in mass on Washington, D.C. I mean, it was it was just half a century ago where that was the norm for protest, right? Where you just, like, flood the streets of people. And nowadays, you know, oh, yeah. it's, it's, like, it's not the same. Like, the Occupy Wall Street, for all of its, like, um, its uh, disorganization, I still was, like, you know, all for it. Like, you believe in that? Go frickin' do it, man. Like, at least you're doing something. Right. Yeah, they're a lot more politically active than, you know, most people. So, you know, good for them. Now, as far as, far as fat people hate goes, on one hand, I feel like Reddit has a right to be like, look, you guys are harassing assholes. And they are. I mean, like, just, oh, my God. Like, these oh, guys are I know jerks. the internet, yeah. Reddit's not, in my opinion, Reddit isn't too far. They're, like, on the cusp of becoming the next 4chan. Yeah, I mean, it's surprisingly like 4chan, but here's what's interesting about Reddit, and, and this is where I'm going to, like, shoot my own argument in the foot, I, you know, because I like to do that. I'm going to just, like, completely cripple my own argument. Yes. Reddit is set up into these little enclaves, the subreddits, and so most of the time, you're not going to deal with the haters and our fat people hate unless you go to our fat people hate. Is there a subreddit, subreddit? Is it like subreddits or subreddits? No, is Not there quite. a subreddit um, for they're... subreddits? Like the topic. You know, I... I don't think so. I, you know, because it's really there's just Reddit and then is there's subreddits. And Reddit is made up of subreddits. There is meta, there is meta Reddit <laughs> stuff going on. There is meta reddit stuff going on, but even a meta reddit would probably just be a subreddit. There's not like, it doesn't like dig deep into like, you know, where you go from the atoms that make up 
subreddit into like the weird. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying that's what I'm saying. Like, because like a subreddit usually has like a topic, you know, like subreddit game grumps, subreddit fat people hate. But I'm wondering if there's a subreddit, subreddit, like the topic. Oh, um, there is a subreddit about like Reddit itself, and there they often discuss subreddits. Okay. Yeah, because there is a place, there's a number of subreddits where you can discuss Reddit itself and, you know, like even, there's a subreddit about Reddit advertising, where you can go there and, like, totally rip on the advertising that happens in the subreddit. Oh, uh, that's on awesome. Reddit. In fact, I mean, I've been on Reddit for a while now, and I've never seen an ad that made me cringe on Reddit, like, because it uses the... Upvote downvote system. I have yet to encounter a particularly offensive Whoa, advertisement on Reddit. They let you rate ads on Reddit. Yeah, you you can be like this ad sucks, and you can rate it down. Oh my god! If I have to do that for YouTube, I have to go to the to the company's YouTube page, find that particular ad, and then thumb it down. But by then, I've already given them a view, which generates more traffic for them, and I hate that. Uh, yeah. So the way it works is like, so I'm on the front page of Reddit right now. At the very top, there's a little sponsored link, and it, it is, of course, for Audible. And it says, you do have time to read, blah, blah, blah. Right? And then it has, like, you know, I can click it, and it can take me there. But right there, just like with any other link on Reddit, there's an up and down. And I can up and down it. That's so... I, I, I freaking love that. I gave a whole new respect for Reddit today. Yeah, Reddit has, like, this really strong, like, direct democracy thing going on. Like, that it comes with all the good and bad that is direct democracy. Like, you know, there is kind of, like, this echo chamber effect on Reddit where, you know, you just kind of get into your little group of people who may hate fat people and then you all talk about how the nature of the world is and then <laughs> you just all come to your deeply distorted reality that is we hate the fat people. Well, now, PBS <laughs> Idea Channel does have an episode about that specifically. Like the Reddit's form of democracy. Yeah, and, you know, it's really funny because this issue of direct democracy goes all the way back to Plato, right? You know, there's a lot of concern about mob rule. But I think, like, in practice, like, yeah, I probably wouldn't want a government that was ran by Reddit. But for a news aggregation site, it's really good. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, I think my point is, is that... I guess why I shoot myself in the foot here is that the fat people pe hate people like sure they're on reddit and the people of reddit can be like look we don't want your kind here because you're jerks but they were actually in a weird way like if you just want to get into like free speech or whatever they were in their neat little enclave hanging out with each other talking with each other and uh, I'll be straight I had never heard of this extremely large subreddit of people who hate fat people until they were banned. Right. So they were they were literally doing me no harm. They were doing me no harm. 
I didn't even I wasn't even aware of their existence. <laughs> right? But now they're all gone, right? They've been destroyed. So that's yeah. you know, right there, right? Like, you know, let's think about that. That's that's uh you know they were they were there doing their thing neatly and then one day just wiped out because they happened to be a bunch of jerks. Now on one hand I wanna say, yeah, well you're a fucking bunch of jerks. I wanna say get off the internet. On the other hand I'm saying, well, they actually weren't really bothering me or anybody I knew, so why are we kicking them out again? Right. I mean in some respects I'm under the you know, opinion that sometimes, you know, people need a place to let out steam. Sure, and the argument I make in Reddit's defense is Reddit doesn't have to be the place where you get to be a jerk. Absolutely. Right? They don't have to be your enclave. Right, right? but that's, like, and that's exactly the difference, though. Like, There's a difference between letting off steam and then allowing a cesspool to get you know, more cesspooly. Because here's my thing. I think the people... Because cause I'm going to look back and try to defend my original argument now that I've, you know, put like this nasty bed of nails in there. I'm going to try to roll around in there and see if I survive the infection. Cool. So, okay, so I've just totally told my own argument. But what I think makes Reddit work and why they're justified in kicking out all the fat guys is because, I mean, not all the fat guys, all the fat guy haters is because they... Well, first of all, they own it, right? Right. People yeah. of Reddit own it. And they have a policy against what those people were doing. We'd already stepped. But just going beyond that, right? Reddit isn't necessarily the street corner, right? The internet happens to have something that's different than the real world, which is essentially, hypothetically speaking, an infinite amount of real estate. Right. Like it's not particularly hard to start a web page, right? Like I could start one right now with yeah. very little effort if you just went to squarespace.com you could get a good discount on and and um on making an easy and simple web page and they'll get you your own wow. domain name that plug <laughs> if only it was sponsored yeah if only, only if that was the sponsored plug see you had so, an opportunity so earlier when you mentioned right. audible but but we let that one slide too. Thousands of books. Yeah, well, because we like Audible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, over 180k titles. Listen anytime, anywhere. Get your first okay. book free with with just an easy subscription. You do have time to read. <laughs> <laughs> they have been advertising a lot. I mean, I actually really love their service, but damn, do they advertise. Oh yeah, I mean the only reason I gave them a try in the first place is because they've like, they've um, sponsored like probably half of my subscription list, which is quite a sizable list. And that's because reading is good. It's just automatically good to read things, and, even if you're yeah, I, I freaking love the service. I've been using the crap out of it. But we're getting into like hardcore tangent much. Could you imagine if like someone are actually listening right now? They're like, so the the point. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, so the point. So here we are. The the internet essentially has as many street corners as you could ever possibly want. And as many potential enclaves as you could want. And what's different about the internet from the real world is it's not like in the real world we need to like make special protections to make it so that you can have a right to protest. 
or or be in your little enclave or go to a place to to say what you want to say and to have a voice right but on the internet there is a functionally an infinite number of web page possibilities right like those like you know 35,000 65,000 fat people you know one of those people should get really ambitious right about now and they should go start a web page where they go and hate on fat people yeah i remember geocities they yeah i mean they can no they they I think they should go even farther. They should make a really fancy web page, a paid one. They should get their own moderating team. They should they should start, you know, they should bring on some guys, you know, who are editors and writers, and and they should turn it into, like, the BuzzFeed of fat people hate. Yeah, they should get, like, advertising space and, and dish it out to, like, gyms and, and freaking fad diet pills and shit. Yeah, I tell you what, they, you know, and then when they actually had succeeded because there's like 60,000 of these fuckers, these hateful assholes there, and, and they actually managed to succeed, then they can just like give the double F you, give the bird to Reddit and be like, look at all the advertising loss assholes, and we're it, over here And it would definitely yourself. have nothing to do with a 4chan raid because, because that's totally not how the internet works. Well... Like, this is going to be started on fucking raiding. So my point is, is that the internet is different than the real world, and that, yeah, even though these guys were being, like, peaceful little ass twats in their little enclave on Reddit, Reddit doesn't have to be the people who provide them an enclave, right? And if Reddit gets sick of their shit, they could be like, look, you don't get to live with me anymore. Reddit is... Reddit is not, and people, I think people get misconstrued this all the time, they're just like, well, just because a lot of people use Reddit, therefore, therefore, it's ours, it's public, right, we get to, we get to be here, you have to protect our, whatever, our free speech, or XYZ, but Reddit's not actually infringing on their fucking free speech, they could go, and free speech elsewhere, on the internet, and if people want to see it, they can because that's how the fucking internet works you know you know what's actually ironic about it if they made their own website and it was popular the links would start appearing on fucking reddit <laughs> right right so so the point is is that reddit doesn't have to provide them services and clay software hardware traffic moderator support administrator support reddit doesn't owe these motherfuckers anything and therefore, despite the fact that, yeah, they were never really bothering me, at least, and I am a fat guy, I, I, of all the people, they should have been bothering me. I'd never even heard of them before they got banned. You know what, when they got banned, I didn't shed any tears, because I was like, well, you know what, if you guys really want to get together and be assholes again, you can go do that. Because to me, I'm just going to take it to the furthest extreme, right? Let's, you know, there, there probably is actually somewhere on Reddit a neo-Nazi Reddit. And let me tell you, neo-Nazis, if they want to go do their neo-Nazi thing, they can, okay? Unless you're in Germany. Oh, yeah. Where it's illegal. What was it, in yeah. Denver? If you're in Germany. Was it in Denver we, that they, uh, they put, they're put building a Satan statue on um, the city hall? I believe it, but I actually don't know. Have you not heard that story? I mean, all kinds of crazy shit happens. To me, like, when someone puts, like, a Satan statue on, like, City Hall, to me, that's just as bad as putting a Jesus one there. Well, that was the thing. Right. 
there was like a, a plaque with the Ten Commandments on it, and um, um, you know, it's a particularly uh, Bible something Southern state, wherever it happens to be, or maybe Midwest state. I don't know, but anyway. A uh, bunch of Satanists wanted to kind of give a middle finger to that and be like, well, if you're representing one religion, you legally have to be able to represent all of them. So we have funded this giant um, uh, goat head uh, person statue from our Satanist religion that we're going to erect on your grounds. That is very special. That That is... And then you're saying it actually happened. Oh yeah, they started building it. Because the only alternative would be to take down the Ten Commandments plaque and be like, oh, never mind, we're, we're closing our doors to all of it. But you know that they'd be protested against that as well. So there was just like a no-win situation for that little government office. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm looking this up on the internet and seeing pictures of this. Um... <laughs> it's, it's huge. Okay. This yeah, spared no York expense. I mean, the craftsmanship looks wonderful. Oh, I'm impressed. I mean, you know what? Like, if they wanted to just put like something tasteless there, I would have been kind of upset about it. But uh, no, these guys—they fucking mean business. They—I uh, feel like they're missing the point. But wow. Uh, fuck. Good for you guys. <laughs> Crazy bastard. <laughs> no kidding. I guess my point here is, I love it, their their temple spokesman is named Lucian. <laughs> Come on. Here's my deal, right? Like, it's just so ridiculous. Oh, these guys are saying Oklahoma. Interesting. Maybe it's oh, being maybe made it in, in Oklahoma. New York. Like I said, I don't know yeah, where. Yeah, Oklahoma City Council. Wow. And the ACLU, which normally I think is a pretty uh, hardcore, like, uh, pretty good organization, um, is putting a lot of time and energy into making this a thing. We'll just get into that, right? Wow. On principle, I agree. I completely agree, right? Like, yeah, if you're going to have the Ten Commanders thing there, then you get to have fucking Baphomet hanging out there yeah. too, sure. But, you know, there's a lot of people who are, are suffering and there's, there's probably uh, more challenging legal issues that, you know, and I'm just not quite sure the ACLU is um, is making the best use of their time pursuing that. Right. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. At the same time, though, there could have been a guy there, and, and it could have been a guy who looks just like me and acts like me, who said, look, this is just easy pickings. There's no way we can lose. We're just going to pursue it because low-hanging fruit, we can get something done and just add another to our scorecard. And on that, and if that is the way it is, then yeah, do it. But if it takes them like a lot of time and money and guys doing this, when they could have been like, I don't know, trying to get an innocent dude oh, out of jail. As Dell. far as money goes, I think it was crowdfunded. Oh well, f- fuck you know the people. People have spoken. Market power, right there. Yeah, vote with your dollars. God, the invisible hand. 
They need they need to put my god in. They need to put in the invisible hand. <laughs> I need to I need to tell the ACLU that they're not representing my spiritual devotion to market forces. That's that's just a trip. So, um, yeah, good for those guys. But I think but I think that ties in, right? You know, it, when we're talking about like the government or public institutions, then yeah, they gotta play ball. And if fat people hate was a religion then you know they you know maybe they should go put up their monument but i guess what i'm saying is that oftentimes on the internet we feel that of uh, that people we the people who use the internet oftentimes feel that like a particularly popular website or place is somehow exclu exclusive and also a public place as in it's just as public as one you spent tax dollars creating and um that's just not true <laughs> that's just not true right the the like yeah you probably had a hand in the creation of the sidewalk but um most of the fat people haters probably have nothing to do with the formation of reddit right and therefore they don't really get they don't have like a say. They don't have the same stake in it as you know when we talk about free speech in the in the na in the notion of uh, of outside here. And then the other thing about free speech, and it's not just like free speech, but in free speech is also covering like you know you're allowed to think about those things. You know you're not suppressed from having those thoughts. And right. Reddit's not suppressing those people either, right? They're not being they're not being like. Not also we're kicking you out, but we're gonna nerve staple you so you can never say those things again. Right? Just like just go do it somewhere else. We're not gonna we're not gonna help you anymore. And I really think that's the big part of it. Because here's the thing, those guys are essentially saying it tacitly and tacit's a special word here. Uh -huh. Just essentially means it it just essentially just means there's an unspoken agreement. That's tacit. So by tacitly, um, by allowing them to stay, Reddit is tacitly agreeing to support them by right, providing right. them administrators. Yeah, they're providing the space, the tools. Whenever there's an update, they're they're giving them the, you know, giving those users a place to do their thing. They are presumably the administrators help their, you know, hateful moderators and so on, and. Um, for them to say, look, you're not, you know, allowing me to free speak. Well, Reddit's like, look, you're trying to hold me hostage. You're just trying to say, I have to continue to help you when I don't want to. What about the free association principle, right? Yeah. Reddit does not want to associate with them. And they, by free association, don't have to and shouldn't. Exactly. So I've come, I've come full circle. I gave Just my like argument the, about why I felt... Just speech to, to call them the douchebags that they are. Yeah, they exercise their free speech to be like, you're douchebags and I don't want to associate with you anymore and I'm not going to help you with your campaign of hatred. <laughs> yeah, I think, that's, I think that's fair. So there you go. I feel like even though I put like this murky bed of... You know, of of trying to shoot down my own argument, I think I have provided uh, enough evidence to shoot down the best counter-argument. Yes.
That's how I roll. Well, thank you for joining us in this pilot episode of the podcast that doesn't have a name yet. I hope you've enjoyed listening to us rambling on, and we'll stay tuned for the next pilot episode, where hopefully we have figured out what to call ourselves. Bye!